What is happening, everybody? And welcome. This is episode number 65 of RizzoCast. I'm Steven Rizzotto. Um, and if you've watched some of the recent episodes, you've noticed that we've uh, been joined by somebody recently. Jasper Lindsay uh, is here and he's uh, going to be co-hosting with us here. So Jasper, do you kind of want to introduce yourself to the, the listeners and the people? Yeah, I'm Jasper Lindsay, um, a washed up baseball player, just like Steve. So mm-hmm. we definitely have the same view of things, but I'm really excited to be a part of Rizzo cast. Um, I think I have some pretty good takes on the game, both a traditionalist and a little bit of a let the kids play guy. So, I mean, we'll see. I'm really excited to be here, though. Yeah, so I I feel bad because we kind of left the audience hanging. We yeah. did those first few episodes with you and they're like, oh, who's this guy? So. Uh, there you are, and and you are going to a uh, new school in the fall. Is that right? Future Badger, baby, Wisconsin. There we go, Wisconsin. Um, so, anyways, this is the first show I think that I've ever done without a guest, and that's crazy. In sixty-five, crazy to think that there's been over sixty people on this show, and now we're finally doing like kind of a solo one, a banter show. Uh, yeah. But I was never able to do it because. I would just be yelling at myself. So here we go. (laughs) Uh, But we're ready to go. And uh, there's a lot going on in the game today, of course. Um, Let's start with the obvious here. And it's something that we haven't really got into. And maybe we'll have some experts on in the future. Uh, But Jasper, there's a lot of talk right now around foreign substances and pitchers using the sticky stuff, right? Sticky stuff, spider tack, spider tack, sunscreen, and rosin. Stuff. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's wild to me because first of all, this has happened. Disclaimer here: this has happened for hundreds of years. Or I shouldn't say hundreds, hundred and fifty years of baseball. It's happened, and now there's finally some interesting. I mean, first of all, baseball's offense is horrible. There's a collected like 237 or 238 batting average. And people are just hungry for offense. And now there's finally a look at these pitchers that are doing this stuff. And it's a lot of them. It's the vast majority of them. Uh, What do you think about the spider? Like, what do you think? Not just the spider tack, but what do you think about all the foreign substances in the league today? Well, I mean, you see what Garrett Cole said, and I think this is probably the best way of putting it, where he was talking about how, you know, you got guys in the clubhouse, you got veterans, they're passing down, like, the snot ball, messing up the baseball, like, doing all this stuff. It's a tradition in the game for pitchers, man. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. been around since the beginning of baseball. And, I mean, yeah, it gives you competitive advantage. It's not on par with PEDs, I'd say. But I think this all really comes down to the incompetence of Major League Baseball as a whole. I mean – They've known that this stuff has been going on for so long. And the fact that they just want to sweep it under the rug until some reporters like, oh, hey, some guy in the Angels is selling a, his own concoction to pitchers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, can we just figure this? Like, they are just so stupid. And I'm just, yeah, Major League Baseball needs to figure this the fuck out because it's getting mm-hmm. really annoying and they can't seem to get on the right track. Did you see what Garrett Cole said? Did you watch the press conference where Garrett oh Cole had the? They said, have, clown. "Have you ever used spider tack?" Oh, it's complicated. Shut the fuck, <laughs> Garrett Cole, man. Who is this guy? No, it's it's 
I was shocked. Well, I'm not shocked because Garrett Cole's spin rate and Tyler Glasnow's spin rate, who we'll get to in just a second, everybody's spin rate's going up. I know the Dodgers relievers, like all of them, like consecutively on the, the leaderboard of spin rates, I think. Um, and it's it's so intriguing to me, this whole thing, because I know it's not steroids, right? It's not. Yeah. It doesn't have the same effect, especially like on your physical health, but I would put it up there as a pretty big time scandal. Um, maybe not as big as steroids, not as probably big as the Houston cheating scandal, which I think teams are still doing uh, and teams other than the Astros have done as well for a lot of years. But I here's my main issue with the, the foreign substances. And Tyler Glasnow alluded to this in his press conference where he said, I tore my UCL and I think me not using a foreign substance had a lot to do with that. And here's my response. Okay. I agree on a lot of the things he said, and especially that he said that it should not happen now. It should have already happened. Yeah, exactly. It should have already happened. Here's the thing. Is that it doesn't really even feel like a scandal just because everyone's known it's been going on. Like the fact that the MLB just decided to act now halfway through the season is ridiculous. Like they need to just figure this out. It's ridiculous. I'm just spinning. It's ridiculous after it's ridiculous because mm-hmm. it's mind boggling. The MLB can't figure out a way in which they can put down the hammer before it's too late. They're always playing catch up when it comes to these things. With the Astros, they were playing catch up. With steroids, they were playing catch up. They'll throw you out in front of Congress. They find scapegoats that they can use to kind of be the faces of these scandals when really it's the MLB's incompetence as a whole that needs to be blamed. Yeah, I also think they screwed it up with the baseballs. I think that there's a big there's a big difference with the baseballs uh, for some years there. I think they're obviously dead in now and that's why we're not seeing the offensive production. I don't know. No, that's not why we're not seeing the offensive production. But what I, my main point is that the baseballs are severely inconsistent. And when I say that, I mean, you know, I heard that uh, Peter Moylan, who was a pitcher with the Braves, relief pitcher for a long time, brought up a point that MLB, they have pearls, which are the nice, clean baseballs. And before each game, they rub them with dirt. And by the time the pitchers get it, they're all dusty. And in order to get any kind of grip, you do need something. And rosin doesn't help. You know, li- listen to these pitchers talk about rosin. They don't even go to the back and on the back of the mound. They don't even touch it. So, like, it's it's weird because, you know, I think the new one and that everybody's using, or at least Glasnow was using, was the sunscreen and rosin. Yeah. So it gives you a grip, and I understand that, you know, pitchers need grips, and it's not fair when the balls are juiced. Because you know, pitchers feel the need to use the stuff to keep up. I don't well, blame here, them. Here's the thing, though: when the balls were juiced, pitchers were still dominating. Mm-hmm. This is nothing new. The MLB just—they find these little nicks and these little things to try and fix their game, but they just focus on the wrong thing. They don't attract the overall issues, which is, hey, players aren't playing the game the way they used to. Yeah, and, and I agree with Glass. Now, the point where he said, "Hey, I just threw 70, 80 innings, seventy." to 80 innings and we're going to do this now and he yeah. said that you know he it's it's difficult and hold on i'm going to try and find it i have a baseball somewhere here <laughs> um here it is i always have one lying around but there there's the thing like where you 
you know, see, Glasnow would have to, it would be pretty, you know, he wouldn't have to hold it tight in his hand. But now cold turkey, which he said that he pitched against the Nationals without any substance, he had to grip the ball deep in his hand and he yeah. had to, you know, harder and it went deep into his forearm muscles and the forearm is connected to the elbow. Yeah. And it, it's stress. And I could see how that could, you know, be a cause for injury. But are the pitchers victims here? Like, what do you think? Are the pitchers victims? Some are and some aren't. Like, so when this whole first broke, there were rumors of the Angels pitching coach, like making his own kind of sticky juice. You know, it had spider tack, it had zinc, it had all sorts of different stuff. And those guys who would go to that dugout and buy it, like, yeah, definitely. I think they're wrong, but. The guys who are just using sunscreen and rosin, like if you're putting on sunscreen before a game and you happen to go to the rosin bag, like you're going to have that on your hands anyways, you know? So as much as I want to blame pitchers here, I think they kind of have a way out of this because of the timing. And that's the angle they're taking. And cool, Trevor Bauer's going to get to talk some shit for a while and it's going to be funny and we're going to have some content and everyone's going to hate on Rob Manfred and the whole cycle will start again where – yeah, I mean, I don't even know what the MLB is going to do. They just they have a timing problem, both at the plate and I guess on a corporate level. So they need to figure it out. No, I was going to say the same thing. I was, you know, because some people aren't trying, or some pitchers aren't trying to be mischievous with it. Like Glass now, I don't think he has any intentions of being mischievous. He said, yeah. "Hey, I'm six, I'm six seven or however tall yeah, he is. His hands are huge. He doesn't need anything to get a spin rate like that." Yeah, he already has a good spin rate, he said. And hitters already see his pitches at 50 feet, right? Because he's so tall, he's got the long stride. But I think some guys that are using spider tack, I mean, that's definitely mischievous. Yeah. I mean, just look, just Google a picture of spider tack. I mean, it's crazy. That's the stuff that sticks to the, you know, the ball sticks to your hand. And like, yeah. that stuff is mischievous. So like, I mean... I think that there should be like a universal substance that they could use where, you know, let it be the rosin and the sunscreen, put like a rag in the back of the mound. That's what everybody's saying. There should be a universal substance, not used for spin rate, not used for movement. And I should mention that spin rate would increase, but if it increases a little bit fine, you know, if they could get a grip, just give them a grip, give them a grip. That's my one side of it. My other side, you know, that I keep going back to is like, God, would teachers like let a cheating student keep trying to finish a test? Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Uh, and the crackdowns, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> like how they're going to go about that. I don't think, honestly, I don't think umpires are going to be able to tell when a guy's using a foreign substance or not. Well, they already can't. Exactly. Nobody sees this happen except when you're on Instagram and some random person zooms in on, you yeah, know, unless guy. John boy is like pointing it out with yeah. his camera. I mean, my whole thing with this is just the MLB is like, okay, spider tech must be the reason the offense is down, but it's not, it's the hitters approach. And you've talked about this, Steve, yes. like hitters are trying to get the ball in the air. It's not the pitcher's fault that these guys are batting 100 and, Yasmani Grandal has a 398 OBP, but he's batting 155. It just makes utterly no sense. Well, there's 800 Dave Kingmans, and yeah, there's yeah. 800 Reggie Jacksons, and there's you know, it, it's there's 800 Adam Duns, 
and everybody in the lineup is trying to do one thing and it's hit the ball 450 feet. And when you do that, you give up a lot of bat to ball, hand-eye cord, whatever. I mean, I, it's, it's a troubling approach. And um, I think there's a lot of, I mean, these guys are so strong with the way they're conditioned and they, they do their off season routine and they're lifting. I mean, you go on Instagram during the off season, it's a display of guys getting stronger, deadlifting a lot, right? And Noah you, Syndergaard is the strongest man to be injured all the time. <laughs> he is. Uh, but, like, you go online and, like, if these guys could add just, like, a little – and launch angle is the biggest scam, in my opinion. Yep. Because um, I feel like you could hit home runs without hitting them at a certain launch angle. And you don't even need to sacrifice power. Like you don't, and I know home runs pay and I know ground balls don't pay exit velocity. I'm completely in on, but launch angle, like it just doesn't make any sense. Cause I feel like a home run is a home run no matter what. Yeah. And the other thing is guys are throwing a hundred miles per hour. You don't even need to generate the power anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you put the bat on the ball, it's sailing through the gap. And like, honestly, you put bat to ball, it's coming off as hard as it's thrown. If not harder, you're going to hit it 110 miles per hour. So I really just don't see the need to get the ball in the air. Speaking of uh, home runs at a uh, big pace, and this is going to be the best transition I'll ever do. A little segue here. There we go. Shohei Otani is our first ever, uh, or at least this year, first confirmed participant in the home run derby in Colorado. Um, Which, by the way, home run derbies are made for Colorado. I mean, there's, I mean, if you're playing MLB the show, like that's the place you want to go. Cause that's the place you have the chance of hitting like 500 feet homers. Uh, and it's going to be so entertaining to watch, especially with Shohei Otani now confirmed in it. Um, I I'm speechless about what this guy could do on a baseball field. And I feel like this is just, he's the face of the game. I think he's overtaken it. Fernando Tatis is one B Shohei Otani's one a. Absolutely. I mean, Hey, you've got, a guy who can get on the mound and throw a hundred miles per hour and then step up to the plate and hit the ball 500 feet dead center. It's crazy to see. I mean, honestly, I'm surprised ESPN isn't all over this. They still love the AL East or no, the NL East, but I mean, Shohei Otani in prime time, it needs to happen. And we finally get in the home run derby. This is honestly, I think, this all-star game could be potentially a turning point for baseball. Like if you can market this the right way and get your stars seen by fans, I think you're going to be on a better track and you're going to step away from the sticky substance. You're going to step away from the Astros scandal and you're going to get back to playing major league baseball the way it was meant to be played. They got to take advantage of it. That's for sure. They have to like, like you said, because I think baseball has the best all-star game. Yeah. And I feel like they're not doing enough to, you know, by far they have the best all-star game. Like the Pro Bowl is a joke. Yep. Like, <laughs> whatever yep. the NBA is doing is overshadowed both by, you know. By how confusing it is. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, baseball's got the best. They got the I mean, the fans are involved. They're involved in the voting process. Man, I wish it still counted for who had home field advantage in the World Series. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could go either way with that. I, I could do without it. I could be in for it i don't care um but they they got to figure out a way to take i like what they're doing with the you know getting the interview it's a little weird being interviewed in the outfield um 
But that, it works. I mean, it, it's it better works. than what they had before, huh? Yeah, yeah. But I think and, – and one thing about the Otani thing that's funny to me is it used to only be all-stars, right, that were like – I'll get to the point about Otani being an all-star. But it used to only be like players on the team that would compete in the, the home run derby, like players on the all-star team. And like there would always be that one random player there that wasn't elected to the all-star game but was there for the home run derby and like was wearing the batting practice Jersey and everything. So like, it's such a big move committing to the home run derby this early. Cause it's like, yeah, yeah I'm going to be there. So yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll participate for the home run derby. While hey, man, I'm there. Show knows show knows he's going to be an all-star. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, I'm I mean, to-, to your point, like look at Vladdy Guerrero a couple of years ago, like, yeah, he wasn't he an all-star. Was, yeah, he wasn't an all-star, but they wanted to see him play. And that is probably the best marketing move baseball's made in a while. Mm-hmm. Somebody else did it one time, too. It was really early in, like, was it Todd Frazier? I don't think he was an all-star. I don't he know. He was, like, sneaky good those Mets years. There were some years I think he was an all-star. He might have been. I don't know. But, no, it's just because it used to be different. And like they used to have the the players pick, like there used to be captains and stuff. Yeah, um, I feel like Jock Peterson's one of those guys who wasn't an all star, but they had in the home run derby. Oh, so Frazier's a two time all star. Yeah, Jock Peterson is a one time all star, so he might have competed uh, in the event in twenty. 20- yeah, because I remember it was him and Vladdy going back to back. Yeah, they go to overtime and did Jock win that one? I forget. Yeah, Jock was an all-star in 2015. Uh, but did he compete in the home run derby in, in 2015? I feel like Vlad wasn't there yet. No, he competed. They, they both competed in 2019. So oh, wow. so he wasn't an all-star. Yeah, two guys who weren't all-stars. And not that you have to be an all-star to compete in the home run derby. No, but I'm just absolutely. saying that's how it used to be. And it's such a big move for Shoei Otani to say, yeah, you know. I'll, and, and he had to have been invited, right? I mean. Absolutely. Or maybe honestly. At this point, he was probably... No, he, he could do anything. Called up Rob Bamford. like, hey, put me in the home run derby. Yeah, because you're not going to have some random guy on, you know... Well, how do you say no to the face of your game, you know? No, you can't. But right? you could say no to, like, Wilmer Flores if he asked to be in the home run derby or something. I just thought of Dude, a you think Rob player. Bamford's even picking up if Wilmer Flores calls? Come on now. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. Who knows? But, no, it's going to be a fun home run derby. I can't wait for these names to spill out. Yeah. Um, because home run derby, as much as people thought, you know, think of it as like a passing event, a yearly thing, it's an event. And whenever Absolutely. I think of, and here's one thing that needs to be done gates at ballparks need to be open earlier because batting practice needs to be marketed as like an event. Because kids, it used, like I used to love going early and watch batting practice and try to get to left field. Absolutely. Like right away, right when the gates open. Why isn't that happening anymore? Like the giants, for example, they take well, batting I mean, practice. Steve, there's this little thing called a global pandemic going on still. That makes it a little even hard. before the global pandemic, the giants take batting practice before the gates even open. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you always see the away team. I mean, as a Rockies fan, I always love that because I could just pull up to AT&T Shot it up with a uh, who was it at the time? Aaron Cook and Jeff Francis in the oh, outfield. Name dropping. Yeah. Okay. Hey, how'd you do it? Um, but yeah, it's always funny that they don't let you watch the home team take batting practice. I've always found that really interesting. Yeah, I I guess privacy maybe, but like 
what kid doesn't want to be in the outfield with their team hitting and shag fly balls? It's like the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Like, like even let kids on the field, like let it be like the home run derby. You know? Yeah. Like I, like I always hear baseball people talk about watching Mark McGuire take BP in St. Louis. Like it was a whole event. Like everybody yeah. would stop. The opposing team would come out, watch Mark McGuire take BP. I guess now that home runs aren't like as sexy as they once were, and they're more of like—I like an... mean, what? Like they always show you footage of the game when Giancarlo takes batting practice. I remember I was watching mm-hmm. a Giants game once, and they just showed footage of him hitting it off the glove. Like, who doesn't want to see that? I know. Yeah, they—they they, got to market that as like a bigger event, um, for sure, for sure. And I—I I, I can't wait for a Coors Field home run derby. I know yeah. I keep coming back to that. Um, who, are, who are your other picks for the Coors Field home run derby? Who else do you want to see? That's good. Vlad for sure. Vlad. Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, who else is? Who else do I want to see up there? Right. I think we're gonna see either Nick Castellanos or uh, Jesse Winker. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Um, There's gotta be at least one red in there. Um, yeah, who else is just tearing the cover off the ball these days? Oh, Matt Olson probably. We'll see Matt Olson. He's yeah, he was- at 18 home runs already. Yeah, I like how some, you know, sometimes they include like the the low end, not home run. Well, Bregman hits bombs. Bregman's a home run hitter. Yeah. Um, but like not a home run derby home run hitter. Like when he participated yeah, yeah. in the home run derby, he just, you know, line drives. And I guess that's the name of the game. Now you want to hit more line drives with the timer. I yeah. Think. So well, I think Castellanos would be a good pick for the home run derby. Yeah. And Castellanos has power to kind of all fields. He can make it interesting. Although Rob Manfred hates him, so Acuna, yeah. Acuna, there you go. Yeah, I just yeah, Acuna had uh, really power to all fields Acuna. too. Freddie Freeman, yeah. yeah. Freddie Freeman. Aaron Judge is never. I mean, you can't Judge. go wrong with that. Well, is Gian, Are we going to officially say Giancarlo is back, or are we going to still put him on kind of the injury? I feel like every time we say that, he like strains his oblique. Right. So, I mean, if he's healthy, I'll take. Giancarlo in the home run yeah. derby, easy. I mean, I, um, I guess I guess I could do a quick pull up of like the the home run leaders if that will do me it. any good. Um, so yeah, Tatis is twenty two, Guerrero's twenty two. I think this we'll is, see Tatis in it. Yeah, Otani's twenty one, Olson's nineteen, and then there's a two way tie with Acuna. Salvador Perez from Kansas City's there too. Yeah, that's crazy. Salvador Perez quietly having himself a senior. Uh, and maybe, just maybe, if the Rockies' one representative is Ryan McMahon. I would love to see Ryan McMahon in a home run derby. I mean, I think I think left field is going to be the big key to this home run derby. I mean, you're going to see guys parking in, like, the third row. Yeah, that could that could definitely be a – Rafael Ra- Devers, maybe. Devers is on there, yeah. yeah. Altuve's gone on a surge recently. Altuve's with, gone with... on a surge, but the rest of their lineup hasn't. Uh, we may see Javi Baez. I don't know. It's going to be so funny seeing all these Cubs all-stars in their jersey for the last time. Well, the Cubs are playing well enough where they won't, probably won't trade anyone now, huh? Yeah, that was a big topic going in. I think they'll kind of hang on to some of their guys. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know what David Ross is doing, but he clearly has this team rolling. Yeah, and by the way, Altuve in his last two weeks, eight homers. Eight homers. The last week, he's had four. So he's had a big week offensively. Yeah, that's the one guy who I was kind of hoping his fall-off was true, but I knew he was going to come back, have himself another good year. 
So who would who would we pick? Let, let's let's pick some guys for the for the All Star game. Um, I have my uh, my ballot here up. We'll make some selections. We did this beforehand, but I guess we'll we'll do it again here. Um, I mean, American League first base. There's only one guy you could pick here, even though Matt Olson and Jared Walsh and Miguel Sano they've been so good. Yeah. But man, it's hard to go against Vladimir Guerrero Jr. <laughs> yeah, I always forget that he's not the uh, third baseman anymore. Yeah, that could go. And I mean, one point one zero two OPS, twenty two homers, yeah. three thirty six. I mean, yeah, he's he's the guy. First base is tricky. I mean, Freddie Freeman's hasn't gotten hot yet. I had a lot of trouble with first base. Um, yeah. What do you think? I don't know. It looks like Max Muncy's in first place. At least that's what it says on my computer. Yeah, am Muncy I, has the best that OPS. That's crazy. Um, yeah, I could see Freddie. I mean, you kind of have to give it to Freddie Freeman. I don't know who else is going to compete with him. I mean, Pete Alonso's kind of regressed a little bit. He's been hurt too. Uh, yeah, he's been hurt. Goldschmidt is maybe finally starting to show his age. Reese Hoskins can always hit the crap out of the ball, but he just hasn't done anything. Lately. I think it's a three-man race. I think it's Jesus Aguilar, who's been sneaky good, Muncy, who's hurt right now, and Freeman, who is. I'm just, going Freddie Freeman. Yeah, I mean Freeman, although he's not having a great year, and you know, but fans are going to probably give him support. And the way they're doing this yeah. now, there's different rounds. So he's probably going to move yeah. on. And he's a guy you, you want to see in these games. Absolutely. Um, I think I'll put Max Muncy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't. The National League is just deprived of first baseman lately. Yeah. But I think if we're being honest, throughout history, I think the American League's always had the more dominant first baseman just because they can kind of either double as a DH or first baseman. Yeah. And then second base, I mean, Marcus Simeon is leading right now in that category. Yeah, can't blame him. Altuve second. Again, there's not a lot of production here at second base. We're not Nick Madrigal been three hundred five, but done for the year. That's, yeah, uh, he won't be there. Yeah, so again, two man race, and yeah, two man race between Simeon and Altuve, and I think Simeon's story's been pretty well. So I, I'd probably go with him. Yeah, definitely. And then I'm going Nat, with Simeon too. I had a lot of trouble in the National League with second baseman. Yeah, Albie's leading the charge. Adam, Fra- I originally picked Frazier because the Pirates need someone there. Yeah, and he's going to be the guy. I think. I mean, I'm going with McMahon. I don't think he'll be a <laughs> starter. But my number two pick, and this is going to be real sneaky. I'm going Jazz Chisel. Okay. I think he's starting to finally understand what major league pitching is like. And I mean, not that he ever didn't, but it's really starting to show now. I mean, he's just been on a tear lately and he's honestly one of my picks to have one of the stronger second halves in the national league. Yeah, I would. I mean, Adam Frazier leading the league in average. I mean, yeah, I mean, you got to give it to Frazier, but you know what? I might change course. I might go Ozzy Albies. I'll stick with the Reddit. I'll, I'll stick with the uh, the narrative here that the uh, the great baseball fans are uh, picking. Yep. Third base is a little tough too. I mean, there's not really. Of... It's Rafael Devers. The American League is so bad at third base. 
can't oh Devers. Yeah. Yeah, I might go Devers. I had a slight thought about Yoan Moncada or Jose Ramirez, but I think I'll agree. And what happened to Anthony? Is Anthony Rendon hurt? Because there's no reason this man should only have four home runs. He's been hurt. Yes. I think he's back now. Uh, but Rendon's tenure in, in Anaheim has not been friendly to him, I don't think. Yeah, what's up with the Angels and just signing big-name free agents and then having them play average? In his career with the Angels so far in two years, so 2020 was abbreviated, he's almost had the same amount of at-bats. He's about 20 at-bats away from his last year total mm-hmm. uh, in 52 games. Uh, last year was really good, uh, 146 OPS+. plus was doing really, really well. And then this year, battling through injuries, he's been not good, below yeah, average offensively, with only a 314 on base. So I not mean, fun. Listen, besides needing to get more starting pitching, the Angels need to get him to turn it on if they want to make a push in the season. Oh, for sure. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Third base, I had an issue with here in the uh, National League. Okay, I know... Chris Bryant's the sexy name on here and he's leading the voting, but he's barely played first base. Third base. Third base. Sorry. Yeah, Bare- but I mean, hey, listen, I had a moment last year where I was able to play Taysom Hill at quarterback or no, at uh, tight end because he was starting as a quarterback and I was able to get fantasy points. So I'm going to go with the same thing here and count Chris Bryant at third base. Fair. I mean, I guess my alternative would be Nolan Arenado. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, don't sleep on Austin. I'm, I'm still heartbroken over Nolan Arenado, so I don't want to. I don't want to give him any votes, but yeah, I'll go with Bryant. You know, yeah, but I stand by my my opinion that he has not played enough third base for me to put him there. Fair enough, but I don't think the average fan is going to pay attention to that. So. Yeah, true. <laughs> and then shortstop in the American League. Oh. I think it's Bogarts or Bogarts. I'm going TA. Okay. Yeah. Was ben, hurt early in the year. Definitely a guy who could be there. But also guys just fun to watch play the game, you know? Yeah. I, I think it's, I think I'll go with Bogarts, but I think Bo Bichette will end up there too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's, he's another really one of those guys who could easily be the face of baseball if he turns it on. Yeah. And then uh, National League. I mean, there's no question for Nato Tatis Jr. Uh, actually, I'm going Francisco Lindor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, love to yeah. see it. No, you got to go Fernando Tatis. And then catcher. Well, Salvador Perez slam dunk in the. Uh... Although Yasmani Grandal, I mean, all my friends in the sabermetric community are going to make an argument that he should be there, and he's, he's such... second in the voting. He's such an anomaly; it makes no sense. How are you going to bat 153 but have the one of the best on-base percentages in the league. It's well, Astros fans are showing up in the voting. Martin Maldonado third, and he's got a 558 OPS. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'll go with Perez. He's been an animal at the plate. He's having a career year. National League, it's difficult because Posey hasn't played. He's, you know, not playing as consistently as he had. Yeah. But I think, I mean, he's still back at 333. Well, yeah. Yeah. Still, I would go him. I mean, Molina's getting some support there, too. He's been hurt. Contreras there, too. I, yeah, Posey would probably be the guy. Yeah. Then in the outfield, who do we like there? Well, it's a shame that Trout's leading the voting. 
Um, he's hurt. He's been hurt for like a month now, right? Yeah. Um, Isn't he supposed to be out for six weeks? That'd be hilarious if he makes the team. Um, well, I mean, you got Byron Bucks, and that's another guy who's hurt. He's also hurt. Vote. Yeah. Oh, who did I originally put here in the Cedric Mullins? I had one of them. Yeah, I had Cedric. I mean, you got it. I mean, talk about a turnaround because this is a guy who was like leaning towards bust, but he has really bounced back in a big way yeah. for them. I'll put Aaron Judge there too. Yeah, I think you got to go Judge, and then that third spot. That, Mitch that's... Haniger, maybe? maybe. No, you got to go Garcia at least. Give the Rangers something to look forward to. Okay. Yeah, I could see it. Um, I'm trying to find an alternative, but I think Garcia, you know, would be the guy. Maybe you give it to Benintendi, but I just haven't seen anything big out of him either. Mm, we'll go with we'll go with Kyle Tucker. We'll switch it up a little bit. No, Put Kyle Tucker in the outfield. All right, National League. I mean. There's three guys that need to be in the starting outfield. Ronald Acuna is one of them. Castellanos, yeah. and then our friend Jesse Winker. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd go with those three. But DH, DH is there's. Man, that's gonna be. It's so crazy that the Reds are just one of these teams that can just hit the cover off the baseball. I know the pitch, and on paper their staff is not bad. I mean. What you got? Sonny Gray, Castillo. Sonny Gray, Castillo. Castillo is just such a letdown this year, man. I don't know what's going on with this guy. I don't know what's happened to him. He just does not look like the same guy. I know his pitch usage is with his sticky substances too, man. And he still can't get it done. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, through. I mean, he's pitched just over seventy innings, and he's still holding on to the uh, four thirty-seven FIP. So, Sheesh. fun, but. For DH, DH in the American uh, League, uh, there's only oh, one yeah. answer. It's Otani. Yeah, there is only one answer, and I will vote Shohei Otani. But it's impossible to leave Nelson Cruz and JD Martinez out of the conversation. Absolutely, Nelson Cruz, JD Martinez. We'll give them credit here. We'll even, say good I job. hate to say it. I hate to say it, but even Jordan Alvarez. Yes, those those other three guys definitely worthy. Austin Meadows should be up there too. He's been great. Ryan Mountcastle, great. Yeah, so, no, I'm excited out. for Mount Castle. If he can get it going and the Astros get Adley Rutschman up there, I mean, that's a pretty bad one-two punch right there. Yeah, shout out. Uh, and as we get closer, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about starting pitching. Um, but there's one other thing we wanted to do real quick before we uh, head off, and we we're going to answer a few of these questions. Someone on Twitter um, posted a uh, kind of a baseball question thread type thing. Uh, so shout out to at SF Giants Kate for this idea. SF Kate. Um, we'll, we'll kind of roll through these, I guess. Um, let's see, you know, I'm going to go to my random. There's 40 questions here. And I'll go to my rant, my handy dandy random number generator. And if you don't know how to make a decision and there's certain things that you need to make, like there's third certain options. Random number generator comes in clutch so much for me. No free ads, but random number generator. Get it. Yes, random number generator on Google. Okay, so it gives me 28. Favorite baseball YouTube video. That's that's tough. Oh, I think I got it right off the bat. Okay. 
It's uh, the one that got John Boy famous when it was, uh, what's his name? Kelly for Louisville. And he gets off the mound and he's just yelling, <laughs> fuck you at the Andrewville dugout. That's, That's got to be my favorite baseball YouTube video of all time. Yeah, all of John Boy's breakdowns are great. Um, but this was more something that serviced on Twitter. But I'll go with, um, oh, what do I want to go with? I, I thought I was going to go with the Terry Collins. Oh, that was Tom, my second choice. The Terry Tom Collins is all Terry time. Collins, Tom Hallion, Noah Syndergaard throwing behind Chase Utley. You got to give us a shot. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Terry, you had your shot. <laughs> uh, but I like when you know baseball players wear mics. Yeah. Uh, I like that a lot, and I like those random compilations like MLB One in a Billion. Or I was watching one this morning, MLB Friend videos. Have you seen those? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Javi Baez and Francisco Lindor and Elvis and Adrian Beltre. I mean, those are good videos too. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of good baseball. Oh, worst ways to lose games. I watched that one. Yeah. I mean, those those are good as well. Um, and let's plug in another one here. Number 12 is favorite game. Our last game you went to. Last game I went to was uh, the Cubs game where Patrick Wisdom went deep twice and Chris Bryant robbed, I believe it was Buster Posey of the game tying home run in the ninth. Ooh, who hit that ball? I think Mauricio Dubon hit that. Dubon, yeah. But I was at that game too. But the last game that I went to was on, let's see, today's the 19th. I went to the game on the 17th. So Wednesday night between the Giants and the Diamondbacks. And the Giants won. They hit five home runs in the game. That was the first time they did that since 2003. So that was the last game that I went to. Let's plug another one in here. 23. Who's going to win the World Series? Jeez. Loaded question. There's nobody an answer because I don't think there's any clear cut world champion. Uh, there's not a clear cut. That's the thing. Which is going to make for a great postseason because it's going to be anyone's game. Um, but you know what? I'm going to give Bob Melvin his first. I think the A's find a way to finally get it done. Okay. I That's a hot that. take, but I'll, I'll sit on it. With Trevor Story as the shortstop? Trevor Story is the shortstop, and uh, Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer. Not Max Scherzer. Scherzer. Not Max Scherzer. Give me uh, Shane Bieber as their game one starter. Wow! Oh wow! Yeah, I'm shocked the Indians haven't completely sold off all their pieces. That's always been interesting to me. Ramirez they always have a starting pitcher that somehow becomes really good. Like look at Savale or whatever his name. Is. Kluber was kind of a late bloomer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That that, that was a loaded like, question. They always have like three studs who get them going, and then another one pops up out of nowhere or Carlos Carrasco comes back from chemo and they all of a sudden get everything going, you know? Yeah. That's just the Indians brand of baseball these days. But how about you, Steve? Who's your world series pick? I'll go with the, I'll go with the, uh, the Dodgers. Uh, I'll stick on. Yeah. I'll stick on their, their, uh, I mean, we haven't seen the best of them, and I know there's. We haven't seen the best of them, but what if this is Dodgers baseball? I know, I know, I know there's going to be a time. I know people are going to say like, well, we're in June, and that's true. But I still think that there's, you know, they haven't gotten hot. They haven't gotten on that roll where they won 15 of 17. Yeah. So the best is yet to come. Um, we'll see. All right, we'll do a few more of these here. 31, uh, which is where's the thread? 
31 is favorite piece of merch you have. Hmm. I got a Texas Rangers ball cap from the 90s. That's pretty sick. I have a signed Mike Trout baseball card that I pulled. In oh, we're talking that kind of stuff. Then for favorite merch pieces, the Troy to whiskey signed baseball easily. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what type of merch we were talking about either. So yeah. it's a weird one, but I didn't buy that. I got that. The, uh, the old fashioned way. There we go. Funniest moment. Hmm. I guess on the field, they're saying funniest moment on the field, on the field. Let me think of some funny moments in major league baseball. What comes to mind? I got a funny how sad it is moment. Okay. When uh, Jim Joyce ruined Armand. Gallagher. Oh, and that is one. That was 34 saddest. So yeah, that, that was very tough to watch. Jim Joyce felt so bad about it. I felt bad yeah. for him. I felt bad for Galarraga. Just a no win situation for anybody. <laughs> and uh, just imagine if replay was around back then. Yeah. Um, oh, funniest moment. I like when I like when Angel Hernandez's calls in the in a playoff game got overturned like uh, like he got like three calls overturned at first base one time. Yeah. In a playoff game. That was funny. Um, oh, I got I got funniest moment when Bryce okay. Harper winds up to throw his helmet at Hunter Strickland and it just goes off to the side. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one, too. Um, or uh, oh, I got when Manny Machado got tagged by Josh Donaldson and lost his shit. Yeah, that oh, was stupid. Yeah, Manny Machado has some moments there. Pretty funny there. Um, there's a, oh god, I got to think about that. Uh, moment, the but... Pirates' entire franchise—that's pretty funny. <laughs> Cheap shot, or is it? Um, all right, and then let's see. Eighteen. Did we do eighteen? I feel like we did. We'll wrap this up maybe. But eighteen is favorite legendary player. Favorite legendary player. I'll start because I have a few. Um, yeah, we can rattle off a few here. Yeah, and I, I like, I like the players that I've read a lot about. Okay, and I, I Derek Jeter. Okay, I really like. I, I like. I, I read about Derek Jeter and his, you know, the captain by Ian O'Connor. Check it out if you haven't. Mariano Rivera. I really like those those personalities that were on those. Are you a Yankee secret team. Yankees fan, Steve? Is that what no? I just really like those personalities that were on those Yankees. Yeah. George Steinbrenner, not a player, but I mean George Steinbrenner. There's nothing like reading about the boss. Yeah. Willie Mays is up there. I think just reading about Willie Mays, Roberto Clemente, even Barry Bonds. I mean, I feel like he's up there. Um, I'm looking at my shelf here to see if anybody. If I'm missing anybody, uh, yeah, that that's who I would, I would go with that core right there. Yeah, so I like I have a mixture of legendary players and kind of just like players who are forgotten by history, you know. Um, so I'm gonna go Bob Gibson. Mm. It's a good one. Uh, Daryl Strawberry. Ooh, yeah. Satchel Page, just because this guy was still pitching me with 65. Think about that. Satchel Page might be the best pitcher the game has ever seen. And yeah. nobody really saw it. Right. In his prime. Insane. Then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Lou Gehrig. Yeah, that's a I'm gonna go Mickey game. Mantle. Then we gotta hit Reggie Jackson, Ricky Henderson, just for the because Ricky Henderson was awesome. Man. Oh, was Ricky's a good one. Ricky's person. a yeah. Uh 
see who else. All right, and then forgotten players, Troy Gloss. Oh, <laughs> Mark Pryor. Mark Pryor. All uh, the, all those all those starting pitchers that Dusty Baker like ruined the careers of. He had yeah. such a good rotation. And Dontrell like, Willis. Yeah, Dontrell Willis is a good one. I'll give you my ultimate one. Ultimate forgotten player who was like the best player I've ever seen for a few weeks. When he got hot, this guy was the best player I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay, ready for this? Josh Hamilton. Yeah. Josh Hamilton, Hamilton. I'm convinced if he didn't have demons, if he didn't, if he was on the field, if he was healthy, if he was sober, Josh Hamilton's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, he, there, there's Absolutely. no question no. about yeah. it. That, and I mean, that's some of the best raw talent I've ever seen in my life. Josh absolutely. Hamilton. Dude, another forgotten player to go right along with him, fellow Ranger, CJ Wilson. Oh, yeah. Forgot about Cliff Lee. Forgot about him. Yep. Um, Those Phillies teams in like the 2010s were just unreal. And I guess if we're also talking about like really short peaks, Tim Lincecum had a really short peak. Uh, we don't have to get into Timmy. I mean, then we have to start talking about Barry Zito too and – it just get out of hand. Yeah. But I mean, Josh Hamilton's the top of the list of like biggest what if for me. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing to me that that guy, I mean, he, I, I, I'm speechless. <laughs> I don't even yeah. know what to say. Speechless. Cause that guy was like one of the best players I've seen for like two weeks. I and mean, he'd go on these two week stretches where he'd hit like 500 and it'd be amazing. He probably has, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he had the record for most AL player of the weeks. Yeah, that's the kind of player he was. Uh, he is an MVP, too. Uh, and, an MVP and a home run well. derby champion. And a home run derby champion. One of the best rounds ever in home run derby champion. I think that's when he cemented himself as yeah. like a legend of the 2000s. Probably extremely emotional moment for him, too. Oh, absolutely. Took a while for him to get rule five pick. I mean, just a big, yeah. long career. Great story, but kind of sad what it's kind of turned into. Yep. Um, so we'll do two more here. 37 which is oh here's a good one what would your walk-up song be walk-up song Jeez. i feel like i'd pull a buster posing go country i'm gonna go with uh this is tough i'm gonna go here give me a second to think steve you go okay. ahead yeah i okay so for a long time, I really liked Barry Bonds' next episode. Yeah. Uh, the But just the instrumental. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that one. <laughs> but I think I would go with... So I really like the way Wilmer... Well, you're a pitcher, so do, do the song you'd warm up to. Okay, yeah, I have that one too. Um, but I really like how Wilmer Flores has like the, the Friends theme song. As his oh, you'd totally go to The Office, wouldn't you, Steve? No, I wouldn't. But I, I really? just saying that I like the way the fans get involved with the claps, right? So I would want to do something that the fans could get involved with. So I would run out to the mound from the bullpen to living on a prayer. Okay, there you go. It could be like a sing along every time I come out there. That would be sick. Yeah. No, I think I'd go. Uh... Damn. I'm like at a loss right now. I, I think I'm going to go with a classic, though. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Ride With Me by Nelly. I think that's a good one. That'll get the fans involved. And... Yeah. So many good walk. I mean, Enter Sandman's the best walk. Enter Sandman. Oh, I'd, I'd definitely go ACDC. I'd go, uh, I'd go Highway to Hell, potentially. There we go. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that that's track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll do one more here. Oh no, I do, I do a oh. uh, Seven Nation Army for sure. <laughs> Final answer: Seven Nation Army. There we go. Okay, we'll do one more of these questions here. Thirteen, which is least favorite uniform. Okay. There's so um, many. Least favorite uniform. Trying to think. Trying to think of the real ugly ones. I like powder blue on some teams. Yeah. Trying to think of the really bad ones. Um, I mean the White Sox had like the weird shorts. Do you remember that in like the eighties or something? Yeah, I'm going OG Miami Marlins. Like when they first oh those were, bad. those were bad. The color scheme was bad. I like how they look now. I don't yeah. like the diamond. Looking at the Diamondbacks road jerseys for like a few days now. Yeah. When the Giants came or when they came to San Francisco, those are not too good to look at. I don't know. I um, think the gray is pretty nice. I actually like the Diamondbacks. I think jerseys. they softened it up from the last time. It was I don't know. I. Those ones are interesting to me. Um, yeah. Trying to think what else works. I actually like the Pirates jerseys. I guess we could transform this into like best uniforms too. Best uniforms. Uh, I mean, clearly pinstripes. There's. It. I don't like. I don't like the Angels uniforms. They don't. They don't mm. really like the A logo. Yeah, they're a little plain. Yeah. Um. I think though, I think I'm miss. I feel like I'm missing a team. For worst, yeah. I I think the best. There, there. Okay, there's a few really good. I, first of all, all MLB jerseys I think are are pretty solid. Um, I really, really, really like St. Louis. I've always liked St. Louis's uniforms. I like the bird. I like the you know the. Um, when they, on the back. You're talking about powder blue uniforms earlier. Like that St. Louis powder blue with the bird. Those are nice too. I like those. And I like that. I like the Dodgers too. I like the Dodgers uniforms, the white ones, the white home ones. I like the pinstripe Yankees. Um, I like the Rockies uh, sleeveless. Okay. Yeah. I, oh, they don't wear those anymore, do they? No, I do. Oh, I have a sleeper for you. The new, the well, rather new, the San Diego brown and in yellow, the home ones. It's really nice, yeah. With the those pinstripe. are nice, yeah. Those might be the best in baseball. Yeah, with the A's, my thing with the A's is I like how they have the uh, the white cleats. No matter what, I like those too, and yeah. I like those green ones that they wear. Yeah, um, those I, are nice. I like the Br- the Brewers away jerseys. Kind of look like college uniforms with the Nike. Yeah. I mean. Cleveland's Navy is a classic. Yeah, I like the Cubs. They have pinstripes too, I think. Yeah. Um, Cubs have great throwback jerseys too. They do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And as we're recording this, the Giants are playing in their Juneteenth jerseys today. So pretty nice throwback. Um, A nice tribute as well. Yeah, great tribute uh, for sure. Um, So we got to do one more because I'm addicted to this now. (laughs) <laughs> should have done a whole episode with with this. I should have planned better. Um, okay, here we go. One more, one more. Four. Okay, thirty. I think I did this one already. Thirty. Favorite baseball quote. Um, 
I mean, there's some, okay. So there's some that have stuck throughout like society, right? It ain't over till it's over is Yogi Berra's famous quote. And it goes more than just baseball. Yogi's had a lot of them. Um, What's a famous baseball quote? I'm trying to go beyond Yogi Berra here. Yeah, right. I love the um, I love the one he says about the game being what ten percent physical and no, no, fifty percent physical, ninety percent mental. Yeah, I really like Leo DeRocher's "Nice Guys Finish Last." Yeah, that one that one's always interesting. Um, and also, whenever I think of like baseball quotes, I think of for some reason the the scene from. Um, Oh, I got a, I got Pete Rose. I'd walk through hell in a gasoline suit to play baseball. There we go. That's a good one. But I like the the one from Field of Dreams. Um, the constant is always baseball, Ray, or something like. Through all the years, the constant is baseball. Or yeah, people will come, Ray. So I, I don't know. No, I don't that's know. true. And then you got uh, my guys are savages in the box. Aaron Boone. <laughs> another john boy uh john boy derek jeter had a really good one too i'm trying to remember what it was i might have to google it derek jeter quote it was something like there's nothing good about losing Um, yeah uh i got bryce harper that's a clown question bro that's good uh jeter said there may be people who have more talent than you but there's no excuse for anyone to work harder than you do and i believe that Ricky Henderson. Ricky doesn't have albums. Ricky has CDs. <laughs> oh, real quick before we sign off, the greatest Ricky Henderson story of all time. Okay, there's so many, but the greatest one that I've heard is that he was teammates with in Toronto. He was teammates with John Olerud, a first baseman who used to wear a batting helmet in the field, and like I guess like a handful of players would do this, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Ricky Henderson joined the Mariners and John Olerud was on the Mariners at that time too. And Ricky Henderson went up to John Olerud and said, Hey, you were a batting helmet when you played in the field. I used to play with a guy that did that. And John Olerud was like, yeah, I was the guy that did that. I'm the one that you used to play with. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> so that's a, that's a classic. I mean, just, it, it's, it always makes me laugh whenever teammates like, Dustin Pedroia said that David Ortiz didn't know his name was Dustin. <laughs> After all the years they played together. That's a funny one too. Um, who is Dustin? <laughs> uh, Dude, I right. love, yeah. I can just imagine Ortiz saying Pedroia in his Dominican accent. Pedroia. Yeah. <laughs> love, love it. Um some characters in the game but yeah this is a fun first banter show i guess you know it it proves that we could have success without a guest oh yeah yeah so this was a lot of fun uh and we'll try and do this weekly uh for sure i know sometimes life gets in the way but we'll we'll do our guest we'll mix this do some emergency episodes if uh big mlb news pops up no absolutely and uh we'll do some lives on instagram twitter we'll we'll be around um, so yeah, follow us on Twitter uh, at RizzoCast and at uh, on Twitter and Instagram, and then you could follow us individually on Twitter. Jasper, what's your at? I got Jasper Lindsay with two Y's at the end. Stephen Risotto, S Stephen with a V and R I S S O T T O. 
So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Hope you guys enjoyed our first banter episode and have a great day.